What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out, as always, to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in another country. And if you sign up now with the GTD Sports affiliate link, you can save up to 70% on a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. You can connect up to six devices simultaneously. I use NordVPN myself, so make sure you guys sign up with the GTD Sports affiliate link today. This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. In the wise words of Kendrick Lamar, top of the morning and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Vanell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. We are currently live on Twitch, YouTube. Today is Tuesday, September 21st. I almost said Thursday. I'm getting my days mixed up with this twice a week format. But nonetheless, back at you for another episode. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. I'm over at Ryan Bunnell 8. Elijah is at Elijah Span 19. And make sure to follow GTD Sports at GTD underscore sports. And check out our website, gtdsports.com, where you can find all of our content, blogs, podcasts. And speaking of podcasts, we are expanding already. The GTD Sports Network just got its start a couple weeks ago. We have four podcasts on the network so far. But Hockey Down Under is, or Hockey Down Here, excuse me. Hockey Down Here is coming to the GTD Sports Network with Alex and Taylor. Really excited to announce that. So big things coming. Be on the lookout for that. That is currently in the process of being approved by Apple and Spotify. So that should be up in the next couple of days. That is our goal to have that podcast there for you. But nonetheless, today, it's it's our spotlight. It's us. It's Elijah and I. You know, we're here to talk. We're here to talk football, as you can tell by the, t- the title of this episode, Football, Football, and More Football. It's going to be a football-dominant episode, and I'm excited. We're going to hit taunting penalties, our fantasy football matchup recap, uh, a big segment, what we learned in week two, and college football predictions. So let's go ahead and get into it, starting off with our highlight and low light of this weekend. Elijah, I'll hand it off to you. Yeah, so my highlight is that the Cowboys won on Sunday. That was always nice. Always nice to have your team win, and we're winning the NFC East. So, All right, so you see, yeah, you had me you had me at the Cowboys win, but then you lost me with the NFC East. Uh, who else? Um, okay, I know I'm biased because I have five units riding on the Giants right now for a future bet, oh, but, dude, like okay, you know what really right pisses me off? Is that Thursday night game where the Giants jumped off sides, you know, to give Washington another chance to win the game? If you watch the replay, he wasn't off sides. He got a perfectly timed jump on the ball. And that game, that one call could be what ends up costing the division. Because it's going to be a competitive division again, probably. So I don't think so. Really? What what is your what is your realistic Cowboys prediction then? Like 10 or like 11 for games. record. 10 or 11? Yeah. You don't see anybody else being around 10? No. I could see I could see the football team going like eight and then the Eagles going around like seven and then the Giants like five. Honestly. Like that's a Giants five? Yeah, dude. I'm I'm so low on them right now. 
Bro, they're imploding. Did you see Kenny Galladay get all pissed off? Dude, actually, I did see that. And I talked to a Giants fan, and he kind of rectified the situation and told me that um, it was Kenny Galladay yelling at Jason Garrett, offense coordinator. And that Daniel Jones was trying to intervene and calm him down. That makes it so much better. (laughs) I mean, it kind of does. Like, I would rather have beef between a wide receiver and the OC than, like, the quarterback and the wide receiver, you know? Well, maybe Jason Garrett's going to phase out their best playmaker from uh, the scheme. Well, exactly. Exactly, though. I mean, that – well, I guess that kind of is counterintuitive to my point. But, yes, it is rough right now in the Giants. I just don't think they're five wins. I think they're going to get more than that. Maybe – but – that's like I don't know. That's like the over under. Like I could see it going over. Probably I think their over under was seven and I, a half. I don't. I, I don't see them. I don't see them losing like less than five. Honestly, like them as a four win team, that seems a little harsh. But uh, yeah, no. Like I, I think that we're gonna run away with this division with like ten or eleven wins. I really do. Like the the football team, like dude, their schedule is such. Like, it is so harsh over the next seven weeks. And we talked about it last week about how hard their schedule is. Well, Heineke is going to be, like... Dude, Heineke looked like a dog, bro. Heineke he looked, looked good. Like, he looked good, but at times he did look like a backup quarterback. You're right, yeah. There were a few yeah, moments. No, like, he threw it a lot more than I thought he would. He threw the ball, like, what, 42 times, something like that? Yeah. yeah that was crazy. No, but, like, their schedule... Like, you remember that one time that when the U.S. finally made the World Cup and then they got put in with, like, Germany, France, and, like, everyone else that's super fucking good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what the the Washington football team's schedule looks like. Fair enough. We'll, we'll see how it pans out. We'll see. I'm, I, I still think that division's pretty up in the air. Cowboys should be the favorite, yes. But I don't know. I just don't want it to be like that. But, yeah, all right. So, in low light, um, I'm getting old. So, <clears throat> um, if you probably my voice is kind of a little cruddy right now. Um, on Friday night, I drank and I got pretty drunk only with beer and uh, like no hard alcohol whatsoever. And dude, I so had, milk, bro. Dude, well, I was the only. <laughs> I'm just whatever. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I had a hangover sit from God. Like it was unearthly like i didn't eat all day saturday i was just in bed just uh, spit uh, <laughs> yeah like, the spins dude yeah and then like and now i got a fucking sinus infection because of it dude that's the worst too alcohol induced sinus shit mm, no bueno yeah so i'm old sucks and then also too <laughs> on that i'm old um the devious lick tiktok challenge is horrid and appalling and <laughs> Um, it disgusts me, dude. I think I was it's like, so fucking funny. Okay, I thought it was funny on the first one where he stole like a paper towel dispenser, and I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. And then I saw like three more things, and it's just gotten out of control. Like everything escalates. When I saw the microscope, I'm like, dude, those things are like three hundred fifty dollars. Dude, more and than now, that, probably. Oh, they're really expensive. And now the only thing I can see every time I see one of those videos, I'm like, these fucking kids. Like, <laughs> Dude, like, they have they have no boundaries, no limits. High school is a lawless time right now in America. If y'all don't know yeah. what if you don't know what trend we're talking about on TikTok right now, the devious licks trend is basically where kids are just finessing shit from their high schools. Like school property, like Elijah said, paper towel dispenser, microscope, that kind of thing. But now we've seen people, and I don't know if they're real or fake. But people will post like 
you know, parts to their principal's car where it's like, have fun trying to start your engine, Mr. Smith or whatever the fucking, I don't know, but it's getting out of hand. Getting out of hand. No, I've seen one where a bathroom was straight up destroyed and they were like, the DJ <laughs> yeah. challenge is, is turned into straight up vandalism. Like, fuck, like that's like all the, the stalls were torn down. Like uh-huh. the ceiling was up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know which one you're talking about. Dude, there's some one high school too. They're like they're offering cash prizes. I've seen some TikToks go viral where it's like just the phone recording the loudspeaker playing, and they're like, "We will be reviewing the cameras and we will be finding you and expelling you." Like kind of shit. Honestly, though, good. Fuck these kids. No, I mean, yeah. Honestly, though, like I don't, I don't know. I can't say that I expect more, you know, because I really don't. But at the same time. I feel like this isn't something we would have done in high school. I don't this know. Is, Maybe it's this just is me. what happens, bro, when you are so strict on your kids. Because like these kids have so many fucking rules that they have to go by, and now like they've realized that rules are pretty much bullshit, and they don't have to pay attention <laughs> to them. And this is what happens. Like this is what happens lashing when, out. When like when you don't let the when you don't let the kids be kids, then they act like fucking hoodlums, like they are right now. Cause I've, you know, ugh. I just want to do hood rat shit with my hood rat friends. Yeah, but nah. So that's I'm I'm old now because I think like that. It's so <laughs> a low light. All right, my uh my highlight of this weekend has been I may have talked about this actually on last episode. I don't know, but now more than ever is the Drive to Survive series on Netflix, the F1 series. I have been watching. I'm almost done with season one now, but. It's been distracting me from homework. It's it's a really, really well-made show. It really draws you in, makes you want to know more about the drivers, more about the sport. So I already placed a bet on the Grand Prix this weekend. <laughs> so I'm already considering myself an F1 fan to a you small hit. extent. Uh, I'm going with Max Verstappen. Going uh, with Verstappen? Plus 400. Dude, because he's won six out of the last 10 races, and he's at plus odds. That's kind of plus 400 too, so... Well, Lewis Hamilton is Razor. minus 180. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then Bati is, I think, like plus 200. Or Boti, however you say it. The other Mercedes driver. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I, I know like some because a lot of people talk about the drive to survive, which I really need to watch it. And then I listen to a bunch of podcasts that will um, talk about F1. Like Ryan Rosillo really likes talking about F1. He does like a, a going abroad segment each week. So I like... I like keep up with it pretty well for someone who pays no attention to the sport. That's pretty cool, actually. I like that a going abroad segment type thing. Yeah, that's what he does. We should adopt a version of of that. But no, I, I I've really enjoyed what I've seen from it, and I want to watch more because it just my main hate not hate, but I mean my main reasoning for not ever watching it necessarily was because I was always just I had that mindset of NASCAR, like it's similar NASCAR, just different cars. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. But it's not at all. It's oh, completely it's, different. Oh, it is the exact polar opposite of NASCAR. Yeah, like yeah. it's for, it's a sport for the rich. NASCAR. I'm not gonna be rude, it. but I'm just gonna say it's not <laughs> a sport for the rich. Yeah, you, you, we all know what three word term you're thinking of. It's my kinfolk, okay? <laughs> like fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. But yeah, it's it's exciting too. I mean, there's a lot. There's so many variables in it. You know. Like, even the last Grand Prix, I think it was two weekends ago, um, Lewis Hamilton didn't finish. So, like, a lot of shit can happen. Crashes happen, car malfunctions, yada, yada. There's so much. So, I think that adds a lot of entertainment value to it. But 
nonetheless, my low light of this week was last night. If you guys didn't hear about this insane bet on DraftKings, you were missing out. This one guy had a 16-team parlay where I think it was a $25 bet that would pay him $750,000. And he had 15 out of 16 correct heading into Monday night, and he needed the Lions to win. They were winning at halftime, and he got a cash-out offer of $240,000, and he posted on, on his Instagram story and said, winners don't cash out, and then he fucking lost it all. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. So, dude oh my god it, so that is my low light strictly because the entire betting community was with was with this guy and then he fucking he choked bro he should have taken the 250k i think he just wanted the clout you know of hating yeah, that he wanted to be like the the gme like hold the diamond hands hold the line yeah type shit because he definitely like, would have had a lot more written about him if he hit the bet because it because it uh it takes it takes balls to do that, but man, those people are fucking stupid. Dude. Like, do you see them on Wall Street bets? It's like, oh, I could have made this much, but I held the line because, you know, we always hold. And it's like, no, dude. Just like when you have money, take it. <laughs> yeah, it's run. your money, bro. Like, fuck, fuck those guys. Yeah. Like, it is so hard to beat the system. If you got the bit system beat, don't think about what you could beat it anymore. One in the hands, two in the bush. Dude, I wish if I had the cash out opportunity like with DraftKings and FanDuel, I would have made so much more money at this point, I feel like. Because you know how many times my parlay has lost on the last leg? Yeah. Every fucking time, it seems yeah. like. Anyway, nonetheless, that's our highlight low light. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and gloss over our fantasy football recap. We had a really, really tough weekend. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. I'll... There's plenty of adjectives you could use to uh, describe our emotions after this, but here I'll pull it up on the. I gotta share the screen. Noose inducing. <laughs> Noose inducing. Yeah, came that's with a that new one. Spot. That was pretty. It's bars, bro. Did get you in the studio. All right, so as you can see, we had a very very close game to one on one fantasy sports consultants. Kyler Murray did his thing. DeAndre Hopkins kind of made me sad because all of this came in like the first half. I know. I thought he was going to go off. And then it was in the first half. It was the, like the like first, first quarter. quarter. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be another huge game. But, I mean, they still did okay. Scary Terry, baby, doing his thing. Let's go. But um, so you may be wondering what went wrong. How did we lose? Well, first of all, Tyler Lockett and DJ Moore are not going to drop 50 points every week. So that was kind of bullshit. But another thing is we decided to last minute swap out the Colts defense and pick up the Cardinals defense because the Colts were going against the Rams. And, you know, that's just a Rams have a better offense. So we thought the Cardinals after their performance last week would be able to get a few sacks. But yikes, that was a shootout. So uh, that was our fault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's uh I even feel like bad because I brought it up. I was the one who was like, hey, do you want to swap out for card defense? You're like, yeah, let's do it. Like, okay. no, but I mean, I agreed. You agreed. I agreed. My you first agreed. thought process was, oh, yeah, the Colts are going against the Rams. Like, I don't want to go against the Rams offense. No, you know? well, the, and the only reason why they scored that much, too, is because on like a botched punt attempt. Like, Did you see that? I don't think so. No, wait, in which game? In the in the Rams game, they fucked up the snap because it was. Oh, run, like, yes. Yeah, yes. They're in yes. their own end zone and they fucked yeah. up the snap. 
hit one of the special teams guys and the Colts just picked it up and that would have won us the 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 game (sighs) fuck that's fucking painful bro and and then too like Corey Davis I almost wanted to sit Corey Davis but I didn't know for who because like I knew that he wasn't gonna have a good game with Zach Wilson and, and against Bill Belichick but like Zach Moss went off for 14. Bro, yeah, but the thing is, without these two touchdowns. Yeah, but he was projected one point. Like, I didn't even think he was going to play. Like, who else, Who the <sighs> fuck is projected one point? I have I have no idea. Will Fuller is supposed to be back next week, so that should help us a little that bit. I mean, I don't know, though, with Tua injured now. I put in – I tinkered the lineup, but we could probably go over it on Thursday. But I put in Galladay again. Yeah, that's fine. Waiver ads. We got the call. Yep, yep. Let's see. Wait, who all's available right now? Is there anybody we should pick up right now? Um, yeah. No. Go to not really. Um, Cordero Patterson, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be consistent. Uh, we're also twelfth on the waiver wire right now, so there's no way we're going to get him because this league. There's some. Dude, fu- yeah. There's some fucking hungry, hungry hippos, dude. There's some snipers in this league, man. Anytime somebody, like, one little nugget of, like, hey, this guy should get picked up, like, somebody, even before I can check my phone, somebody has snatched him. Ah, dude, we we disappointed this week. All right, well, I don't want to... I don't want to yeah. harp on a loss too much, but it is what it is. That we suffered our first loss. We're one and one now on the season. Don't I worry. Think I think we're a playoff team. Oh, I oh we're 100% a playoff team, bro. The Kyler and D Hop stack is OP. Terry McLaurin's gonna keep doing his thing no matter who's yeah. throwing him the ball. Told I you. mean, I think we're solid. Nick Chubb, too. I mean, Nick Chubb's looking great. The only thing is they had fucking four rushing touchdowns, and he had one of them. Yeah, that's bullshit. So that is bullshit. I don't know what's wrong with that, but nah, hopefully it's just that game script. Yeah, hopefully that fixes itself. So sometimes it sometimes that it'd be like that. But yeah, no, what I tell you though about Scary Terry, you were like, oh, I'm worried because of Heineke. And I was like, nah, dude. Okay, no, 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 no. Let's not turn this around. I'm the one that wanted to draft Scary Terry, all right? No, but I, I know. was nervous last week. You're right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't even talking about drafting him. I was fine with drafting him. I was on board. Um, dude, I'm, which, I'm nervous. Thank God you did because, um, yeah, but I mean, we probably won't even need it. Who knows? I was looking at the RB2 situation for the rest of the league, and it's just as dire. So Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm not... I'm we'll not be like, right. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. Like, if that's our biggest worry right now, then we're fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll we be We just need right. to hope he, he, he'll be back. and Because then... I think we have, like, two... Of, honestly, two of arguably, like, the top five receivers, potentially. Depending Possibly. on how things pan out. Yeah. Been, yeah, fucking Cooper Cup, though. Jesus Dude, Christ. Cooper, bro... <laughs> okay, I don't want to. I want to bring this up, but I just want to mention this joke I saw on TikTok. It was uh, somebody was like, "Think about it. Is Matthew Stafford racist? Cooper Cup has twelve target. Like they were just going off about Cooper Cup and Stafford. They they're a hell of a connection together. right now, though. They're they're buddy buddies right now. Yeah, they're really they're in the good. Phase. Cooper Cup is I. Oh, actually, while we're on the topic of fantasy football, I want to run this trade by you that I made. Okay, so this isn't a personal league; it's a money league as well, with a punishment. So I don't want to do that. So I drafted Saquon. I made that mistake. Listen, I made that mistake. Right? I was drafting seventh, seventh, and Nick Chubb was gone. It was Was, my choices. Was Eckler gone? No, I was gonna go Eckler or Saquon, but the guy drafting. 
the guy drafting right be- behind me is a Giants fan, and he wanted Saquon. So, like, I don't know. It's I psyched myself out, and I was like, I have to go with Saquon because, like, what if his knee is fine? What if he booms again? But so now I'm at the point where in my running back two is James Robinson, and he's not working out, so I need a running back desperately. So I worked out a trade. I am sending Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, and Jared Cook, my backup tight end, because I have Travis Kelsey. So two Giants and Jared Cook, and I'm receiving DeAndre Swift and Calvin Ridley. I'd hold. Hold I'd what? Hold, I'd hold, hold off on Sa- Saquon? Just hold. Just hope for the best that Saquon returns to form. Dude, I don't moment. know, I would, though, bro. I, I feel I like don't you're hitting know. the panic button. You're hitting the panic button. Dude, Remember, but no, DeAndre but that's Swift, like... DeAndre Swift only got like five points last week. No, he had 12. He had 25 in week one and then like 11.8 last night. Oh, he did? Oh. He's playing like 80% of snap counts. He has like nine targets per game so far. Or like eight targets per game. Let's see. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know. I'd hold off. I wouldn't hit the panic button just yet. (sighs) Dude, I don't know, bro. Other people are telling me to like dish him out ASAP. And the thing is, though, the guy that I'm trading with is the guy that drafted Eckler. So he will now have Saquon and Eckler. But for receivers, he would have Cooper Cup and then uh, Kenny Galladay would be his number two. All right, we got a comment. I agree with Elijah. Saquon will come around. The Falcons look like garbage. Don't do it. All right, well, I may, I may need to cancel my trade. Think it over then. Yeah. But the thing is, I really, I really want DeAndre Swift. Maybe I can get him without giving up Saquon. You got a man crush on him. I do, bro. I do. <laughs> I love DeAndre Swift. He's at, it's fucking he's so good. He's so versatile. He has so much upside for fantasy. He is the Lions offense. He is the entire offense. Yeah, JD, by the way. Hey JD, thanks for watching. He recognized that. I recognize that handle. Yeah, we recognize that handle any day. One of our uh, bloggers on staff, JD. It makes it easier too because we have two Jameses. JD, easy to reconcile the know. difference. Why? Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. I guess. I don't fucking know. All right. You know, anyway, talking about um, we were on the topic of bullshit because we lost our fantasy matchup. So moving on to some other bullshit. The NFL taunting penalties are getting out of hand. There was way too many bogus calls this weekend. I'm sure if you were watching football, you saw at least one of them go down. But there's I don't even know what the restrictions are anymore. You know, there's it's there's such a big gray area for these penalties. I don't know what's taunting, what's unnecessary, rough. There's just so many gray areas and everything. And the taunting stole the show this weekend. Yeah. Um that I I didn't see i don't the only one i saw live was a keenan allen one and uh it was so soft like i i thought i was hoping when that when we saw that preseason one with that colts play that it was like all right it's just preseason they're just getting these guys putting them on alert no they're for real oh yeah they're for real and that's that's sad so um but yeah no on that one on that keenan allen one you could tell Keenan started jawing. I can't remember who the Cowboys defender was, but he started jawing at him a little bit. And then you could see him kind of hyping him up, 
trying to piss him off more, and it, it worked. And Keenan kind of went in a little more, and then that's when they got the flag. So it was like you could tell he was the defender was physically or like mentally baiting him to get the flag called. And it like, and I don't know. I just don't think that that kind of head like head game should be around in the NFL. And also, the yeah, is stupid. That's probably gonna be become a thing, really. I mean, like the antagonizing aspect of everything. Now that they can potentially get a penalty called, do it subtle. Do a, a lot of people talking shit like Tim Duncan. Yeah, like really you subtle. Know, just really subtle, and like you didn't even know. Like all, the, and you're just pissed off, and, and it looks like the other guy did nothing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean. Again, of course, there's going to be like those random receiver cornerback fights that break out, like you know the all-time classic. What was that? A few years ago, was it uh, Odell Josh and Josh? Norman. Yeah, Odell yeah. and Josh Norman. That mm-hmm. was a classic. But and then now it's Jalen Ramsey, and oh, he fought with somebody. I think it was D Hop, wasn't it? Uh, he fought with AJ Green one time. That was oh, years I, ago. I do remember that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. though, yeah, these, these penalties are bogus. That that one in the Chargers game that was bogus. Another one that was really dumb, in my opinion, was in the Houston Texans game. A player literally made a big catch, got up, and spun the ball on the ground. And that was all he did. Like, just in a celebration, spun the ball on the ground, and then he got a penalty for it. That's bullshit. Another one in the Seahawks game, the cornerback literally, you know, he made a play on the ball, pass batted down. He just goes like, ah, and flexes and screams. But he was facing the wide receiver got flagged for taunting. It's like, dude, he's not trying to truly taunt this guy. It's literally just an emotional game. He's showing emotion. It's his natural reaction instinctive to be like, ah, let's go. You know, like it's you're playing at the highest level. And like you said, football is definitely an emotional game because it has to be. And so like, fuck, I would, if I made a play in the NFL, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like, what are you saying? Like, no, I didn't. I didn't do that when I made a play in my middle school football game because I was playing on the C team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But if I go D one or if I go, um, you know, in the NFL, like I'm gonna act like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm gonna celebrate. There was another really, really terrible. This one might have been the worst. I mean, maybe just in my opinion because I'm biased. But during the Bengals game, Von Bell, the safety, he ran a blitz and around the right edge, and he came. And, and as soon as he was like right there in Andy Dalton's face, he forced Andy to throw up a bad check down pass and, you know, Bell didn't hit him, didn't hit the ball, nothing. He literally, and maybe this was partly on Bell, but he literally turned, saw it was incomplete and then turned back to Andy and was like, yeah, let's go. Like, and got in his face a little bit. And that's all it took. Like literally just walking up and getting in somebody's face. That's all it took. So I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty it's pretty soft. Yeah, it's so, mad soft. It'll definitely get changed by next year, right? I hope it so. It has to be. Because they'll do that a lot. They'll implement some bullshit. Just Because they'll they'll kind of uh, almost like government, you know? They, like test things out? They'll kind of pass laws just kind of under the rug, and they see how people feel about them, you know? And then, like, people are like, oh, I'm fucking, this is terrible. I hate it. And then they'll be like, all right, we'll repeal it. Um, like suddenly, yeah. Happens all the time, so I think that would, that's kind of one of the things that the NFL did this year with that. I mean, they did it with the with the uh, pass PI interference. review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pass interference. Yeah, I like the PI review though. Yeah, but it just didn't work because guys weren't going to admit that they were wrong. Yeah, 
fucking dude fuck roger goodell fuck all of his little band of minions that he calls referees i don't like it one bit something needs to be done about this uh officiating this year man it's it's pretty it's pretty tough dude, i remember as a kid i used to for some reason i used to want to be an official i used to think it would be so sick to be an nfl ref one day they're, they're like they i mean yeah they are they've got to be in shape <laughs> But, like, that's just one of those industries I feel like, how do you get into that? Like, do you really, like, start at YMCA officiating and then climb your way up? Like, is that is that how you do it? Like, <laughs> It's like triple, like, started out in triple A, made it to the big leagues. Like, I started out in fucking D3 football. Made yeah. Made it to D2, made it to D1, now I'm in the NFL. I have no idea. Probably who yeah. you know. It it's probably is a big, that plays a big part in it. Because you know, there's no but. way that you could just apply for it because they would just get flooded with a million of applications to be an NFL ref. Like so many joke applications. Dude, we should send in applications. Fuck these guys. I would do it. Imagine we do it and we get it. And they're like, hey, report for training camp. It's like, uh, shit. I could read up on the rules. You know, I'd be I think fine. you have to, you got to study for like years because they talk about like. I'm sure jumps. you do have to like take a lot of tests and stuff. Oh yeah, you got to take a bunch of tests. It makes but sense. They get paid pretty damn good too. Like close to six figures, right? Some over six figures. No, like six figures easy. At least and then the okay. best one, yeah. And then the best and then the best ones. I'm talking about head referees though. Um, some of them make like three hundred. Probably hockey league makes three hundred. That's like actually pretty crazy. Yeah. Dude, that'd then, be the like, dream, bro. Just being an official like once a week. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, and you fucking work what? Six months out of the year? Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you got to go to training camp and shit. I'm pretty sure those are real NFL officials. But, like, yeah. come on. I'd, that'd be the dream. And then and then if you suck, you don't get to – you don't have to officiate uh, play Like the Super Bowl and the play – yeah, like you don't yeah. have to keep going deep into the season. <laughs> so you're fucking done for it. And you make, like, <laughs> you know, 50, 60K a year. I mean, even, like, the, the smaller ones. Yeah, it'd be the dream job. It'd almost be better than being a backup quarterback. I was just about to say, like, another dream of scenario is, like, third-string, second-string quarterback. You're just getting over a million bucks to just practice, you know? Scout team or scout oh. team? Oh, yeah, scout team. Scout team QV would be the best because you make, you know, you're making a milli, and then if you somehow happen to play the game, there's no pressure because if you suck, you'd be like, that. that's our scout team quarterback, whatever. Like, he's there because he knows the scheme. And then if you win, you become, like, immortalized. Yeah. You become like a, a top 10 YouTube video for like ever. <laughs> so it's like is there, um, oh, I'm trying to think. I, I just blanked for a second with the officiating crews. Never mind. I'm, I'm blanking on it. Anyway, that's, that's enough about officiating and how terrible taunting penalties are and whatnot. Everything's a mess right now, but well, with officiating at least. Uh, but moving on now to other stuff we learned from week two in the NFL. I'll go ahead and we can just go like back and forth and talk about each one, you know, as we go. So <laughs> we already kind of touched on this a bit. But one thing I learned was drafting Saquon Barkley in fantasy was a terrible decision by me. It has <laughs> put me in a world of confusion, uh, stress, uh panic per se i don't know what the fuck i should do i don't know if i should pull the trigger right now i don't know if i should hold off but if i hold off then my chances of making a trade are a lot less likely so but 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if I were you, I would just I would hold on for now because his potential is probably better than it's definitely better than DeAndre Swift's. I would say. See, I don't know, bro. DeAndre Swift's fucking good. Uh, you go a little, you go a little crazy there. I think what I need to do is try and work like a deal where I send James Robinson over for DeAndre Swift. That's what I need to do. Yeah, you could probably do that. Thing is, I'll probably have to include like Amari Cooper. Oh, Amari Cooper and D Rob? I wouldn't do that. That's way too much. Um, Probably do it. No, but I would get Calvin Ridley back though. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Calvin Ridley and DeAndre Swift for Cooper and James Robinson. That's actually a pretty good trade because then you still get to keep Saquon and then you have RB1 and 2 and then you get to keep. Yeah. All right. I'll think about that. This is personal league yeah. stuff. I'll think about um, But anyway, um, mine is – so I know that we just kind of dished on the whole taunting thing and how we hate it, but like I'm sick of DB's shit, defensive back shit. I really am. Like what, so, what kind of shit are you referring to? <laughs> um. For one, and it's in college and NFL. The whole, you know, there's a classic meme of like anytime any ball goes anywhere, the DB goes up and blank. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the incompletion sign, the big well, that's hand gotten, symbols. Yeah, that's gotten out of control and it's gotten so ridiculous. Where a guy, like, I've seen one where the quarterback completely sniffed, like, yossed it, like, threw it completely out of bounds because he's just throwing away the ball and the DBs go. Wah! and like do like a thing you know what i'm saying yeah like, like just like celebration and i've yeah, seen basically it, a throwaway. yeah not just once i'm seeing it every single time and then and like at least once a game on sunday um jalen ramsey he picked off jacob Beeson in the fourth quarter after carson wentz got hurt to seal the game um because it was a terrible throw as soon as Eason threw it i was like oh that's gonna get picked because it was just way too slow Way too high. Jalen Ramsey just came in, ball hawked it. And then he did a lap around the cold stadium going like this. Like, <laughs> goodbye. I'm like, dude, you just picked off the worst fucking pass I've ever seen. Like, I could have picked that shit off. Like, dude, Jacob Eason, yeah, he looked rough. I mean, that was, what, his second pass of the game, I think? Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. And I was like, dude, Jalen Ramsey, shut the fuck up. And they're, I don't know. I'm getting sick of it, man. I'm getting real sick. And the whole two, what I really hate is when – Defensive get a defenses get a turnover and then the entire defense runs to the end zone and does like a thing. Well, you know why that started though is because the NFL the, implemented the cameras. Yeah, I know, and I hate it. <laughs> Dude, I think it's kind of funny. I don't know. It was I, cool think, I the like the first it. time they did it. No, I've seen teams are down like fucking 14 doing that shit. Okay, see, so yeah, that's where I agree with you. That is stupid in that case. And that's like, and I that's that's my thing too. Is that every time they do like, yeah, like, dude, you're the third string quarterback, and you've been getting burned all game. Quit fucking like, don't celebrate on a pass that was just to avoid intentional grounding. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they, I I agree with that. I do. I don't know. Part I'm of me done. finds it. Part of me finds it funny. I don't know. I like. I like seeing that on the because it's just so ironic, you know. They literally throw the ball away, throw it out of bounds, and then they're like, "Yeah, let's go!" Like, yeah. I don't I mean, know. I was I was laughing at it at first, and now it's just gotten annoying. It is pretty constant. It's in literally every game. Uh, another thing I learned this weekend is that quarterbacks are incredibly fucking fragile. Um, 
a lot of players went down this weekend, and quarterbacks kind of highlighted the injury list. Tua is down. Andy Dalton went down. But it looks like Andy Dalton's going to be fine to start next week. Um, Matt Nagy, Nagy, I forget. But Matt Nagy said that Andy is going to be their starter if he's healthy. So take that how you will. Uh, other than those guys, Tyrod Taylor is now on the IR. Carson Wentz got hurt, but I'm not sure what his timetable is. I didn't actually check up on his injury. He sprained it, both ankles. So Shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, both. <laughs> How do you spray both of them? I don't know. Your name is Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Dude, he's literally paper skin glass bones. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, Baker Mayfield got hurt as well, but he ended up returning to the game. Car did too. Happened to Car. He got hurt and came back. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him yeah, too. Yeah, he got a stinger or something. Um, yeah, no, it was crazy, dude. It, was, it almost turned into a massacre like last year's week too. Yeah, they were dropping like flies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then it, it kind of turned out to be okay um, Dude, my my question from all these injuries though is uh should the texans be going after cam newton now that tyra taylor's on the ir um i don't know that'd be kind of hard as a team they already have so much shit going on i don't think they need another quarterback controversy of when tyrod comes back because like how Cam, long is Tyrod? What's Tyrod's timeline? Do you know? I think it's. I think if he's on the IR, he's probably going to come back mid-season, so like six weeks. Um, so six or six to eight weeks, probably something like that. Yeah, it says he'll miss four four to six weeks. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's not that bad. Nah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I think in turn, like cost-effective wise, I think Cam Newton might be a little bit too expensive for this. For like, you know, just a, a fill-in role. But who knows, though? I mean, if Tyrod Taylor comes back, would you rather have Tyrod Taylor or Cam Newton as your quarterback? I mean, shit, the way Tyrod Taylor looked before he got hurt, I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> I mean, he did look pretty good in game Cam one. Newton, Cam Newton did not look near as that good his last couple of games of the Pats. Like, it's just it was sad to watch. Yeah, it was definitely not the Cam Newton we... I don't want to say new and loved, but we all knew <laughs> <laughs> that we're accustomed to. Yeah, that we were accustomed to. Um, no, yeah, I'd, I'd just stick. I'd ride it out, see what the rookies got in Davis Mills, which probably isn't a lot. He did not look very good, but he also wasn't ready for it. And he was a second round pick. Like he's looked at more as like a project. Um, so we'll see. He'll, they'll probably he was, lose. He a was lot a reach in round two. I think Mills was a reach in round two as well. Well, he was kind of pegged to go in that second or third round range. Some guys were saying that some somebody would reach for him in the first and like the high twenties. Mm. But that I don't happen. know. Yeah, but no, I don't know. I'm excited to watch Thursday Night Football again, mostly because I want to see the Panthers. Um, oh, it's yeah. Panthers Texans, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, interesting. We got Panthers Texans this week, and then next week, my Bengals playing the Jaguars. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Let's fucking go, bro. Oh, National wait. Yeah. Championship rematch. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of the matchup, and I was like, ooh, that's kind of gross. But then you put it like that. It's yeah, awesome. there's the narrative behind it. You know, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. We got a comment here from uh, JD. Tyrod has been in the league for 10 years, only started three full seasons in that time. Cam equals upgrade. Yeah, I, I don't. 
See, I think that's I agree in the grand in the grand scheme of things that Cam Newton is, you know, wholeheartedly better than Tyra Taylor. But right now, Tyra Taylor did look pretty damn good in, in the Texans offense. And maybe Cam Newton would look better in Houston than he would in the New England system. Who knows? But I think he might just be too expensive for that fill-in type role. While the Texans are probably long term looking to either, you know, figure out the Deshaun Watson shit or they're going to draft their franchise quarterback in the upcoming draft. Possibly Malik Willis. I, I, I've i heard a lot of things about Malik Willis ending up as the number one quarterback in the next draft. The Liberty quarterback, if you are unfamiliar, he's he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, it might be too spendy. I agree. I think it just might be too expensive. So I don't know. We'll see what they do. I'm, I'm excited to see how it pans out. All right, moving on. Um, my thing, another thing that I learned is that uh, um, I was right about my Cup Stafford take. We already talked about it a little bit on the last Tuesday's pod. I said Cup Stafford quarterback wide receiver duo might be, you know, top five in the league. Um, yesterday looked pretty good. Hopefully it continues. I think he'll probably regress to the mean a little, definitely regress to the mean, probably get Robert Woods a little bit more involved. But right now I'm pretty happy that I made that take. <laughs> yeah, I, also I, have the, I, go ahead. I also have the St- Stafford cup uh, stack on my um, personal fantasy league, which is nice. Oh, that's so nice, dude. I have Stafford as well in one league, but uh, I'm tra- actually see the guy that I was trading with in the Ridley trade. He has Cooper cup as well. So if I could, but he doesn't want to get rid of Cup. He would rather trade Ridley. Hmm. So I'm thinking maybe I can swap like quarterbacks because I've stat. Anyway, sorry. I'm just I'm playing mind games in my head as we go for fantasy. Yeah, Cup Stafford. I think I agree though. He's probably going to regress to the mean as the season goes on because Robert Woods does. He, I mean, he's talented enough that Stafford's probably going to start getting him the ball more, and especially if defenses start adjusting to Cooper Cup being the true number one receiver then that'll open the field up for Woods a little bit more. So, But no, that they might even be a top three you know, duo by the end of the year. I think it's between – right now, it's definitely between Stafford, Cup, and then Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins for best you know, QB wide receiver duos. Yeah, well, and Devontae Rodgers. Yeah, well, but their week one performance was dog shit, so. Yeah, well, um, but still, you can't get them out. They bounced right back yeah. uh, last night. Well, that, that takes me to my next point. Uh, something I learned is that Aaron Rodgers is still that guy. He doesn't give a fuck if you think he wasn't trying. He doesn't give a fuck about our, you know, theoretical or our theories about the Packers intentionally throwing this season as a middle finger to the organization. He doesn't care. He comes out. He wins in prime time, and he does so with four passing touchdowns. So Aaron Rodgers is still that guy. No need to fear. The discount double check is here (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no i actually wrote that i was taking game notes when i was watching the that game in the first half i was like dude like what the hell is going on and then um at the beginning of the third quarter he like took a sack and he ran right into the defender and i wrote down in my notes is aaron Rodgers actually tanking the season and then the very next play he dropped a dime bomb to Devonte Adams, and I wrote, "Never mind." <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, they looked pretty good. I mean, I know season. it's the Lions. I know it's the Lions, but they still looked pretty good. Yeah, 
It would have been a lot closer of a game if, if he was actually throwing it. So, yeah, no, nah, he's still that guy. And then for me, um, Tony Pollard is the best running back on the Cowboys. Yeah, that, that pains me, bro, because I dropped him in my fantasy league after week one. Mm-mm. But I dropped him to pick up Michael Thomas, so, like, it could pan out just fine. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think, as I said this at the beginning of the season, I think Zeke is going to regress horribly. I think this is going to be the year that people figure out Zeke is not that guy anymore. Um, and Tony Pollard looks a lot more versatile. He looks like he fits in the Cowboys offense more. They can utilize him on a lot more play calls. I, I don't fresh. know. Yeah, He's I mean, fresh. exactly. That's a good way to put it. He's fresh. Yeah. He looked explosive. Mm-hmm. Looked very explosive. <laughs> Zeke doesn't look like he has that same, which is really disappointing. I really thought that he might because um, he just looks so much better than he has in the past couple of years. So I was like, oh man, like this might be the year to find Zeke returns to form. Um, but uh nah. What year was he drafted? Was he 2016? Yeah. 2016. Okay, yeah. So Us- I mean years. shit. Usually running backs, running backs are, just don't they just don't yeah, last man. Three three years is their average lifespan. Yeah. So that's what I thought too when we paid him and I wanted to pay him, but man, we paid him way too much. It is what it is. Zeke held out. He secured the bag. <laughs> never, never, never pay a running back. Just yeah. draft another one. I mean, we got exactly. They're so replaceable. Around. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. so replaceable. It's crazy. I mean, again, there's always those guys. Like, I feel like Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. not replaceable. Um, you could argue guys like Alvin Kamara aren't replaceable because he's very unique. McCaffrey, unreplaceable. Yeah. yeah, there's just those special exceptions. I was actually looking through – um, because I was making a TikTok, I was looking through some of the old draft results. Um, because I'm making planning on making one, making fun of a team's blunder, and I chose the Bengals for drafting John Ross at number nine in 2017. And then I realized Christian McCaffrey was taken eighth. The Bengals were one pick away from McCaffrey being available. Like that would have been life changing. <laughs> And also, Patrick Mahomes was taken one pick after they drafted. So, like, fuck us, I guess, you know? Yeah, but yet, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. At least you weren't the Bears in that situation. Oh, definitely, yeah. I'm going to – my next topic is uh, I'm going to stick with my quarterback theme. Zach Wilson looks fucking awful. Mm-hmm. For I, don't, I know it's the Patriots defense. I know the Jets still aren't fully in tune yet with the new offense new system but man those interceptions were just some of them were so bad bad. that one especially where it was like down the left Mm sideline there was just three patriots defenders right there right into his hands it just zach wilson looks rough uh right now you know you mentioned your earlier prediction my prediction of mac jones is looking pretty strong right now i think Mm -hmm. mac has been the best rookie quarterback through two games so far by far Oh, 100%. Um, Fields wasn't that good in relief. Trevor Lawrence has not been good at all. He threw another multi-pick game. So is he at five now? Yes, he had three in week one. Um, That's crazy. So, and then I think Zach had two last week, right? Yeah, I think he also has six. And then um, what Justin Fields, too, in the Bears-Bengals game, Justin Fields came in after the Dalton injury threw an interception with three and a half minutes left to give the Bengals a chance to win. Of course, they didn't, but 
the Bengals should not have been in that game. They were down by 17 with like six minutes left. And then they, they were one third down stop away from getting the ball back with a minute and a half. So Bengals easily could have won that game. And Justin Fields, I'm not buying it right now. I think a lot of it is just, I think he will be good. Don't get me wrong. But like right now, I, I don't know if he's ready from what I've I think, seen. I think Bears fans are just so desperate to get good quarterback play mm-hmm. or to see somebody young and exciting that they're just clamoring for him. Yeah, they want they want him to be good so bad. Yeah. Yeah. They're just hoping and praying. I don't think I don't think it really has much to do with Fields um himself. Well, part of it, yeah, because but like I just I just think most of it's just because they've just been mistreated in terms of offense watching off their offense play for the past, I don't know, 80 years um, that they want him to happen and be really good and be dynamic. So, yeah. Oh, I think Elijah's refreshing real quick, but no rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones definitely leading the pack right now. We mentioned Trevor Lawrence is sluggish a little bit that that should pick up maybe if the Jags offense gets going, but it's looking rough right now. Mm. Yeah. All right. And then my next topic will be um, the whole two point thing has gotten maybe a little out of control. Elaborate. So some of it is I agree with most of them. I would say like 90 percent of them. But sometimes those coaches go to their spreadsheet or like the, the sheet that they refer to too much yeah like the Um, the percentage of you know converting and whatnot yeah so i think it was in the fourth quarter of it was on that lamar play where he did the cartwheel in the end zone and they went for two i'm pretty sure they converted but there was a penalty so they had to do it back from 10 and they still went for it to make it the um like 30 it made it i can't remember like 30 points or something I didn't get to watch the game. Oh, yeah. It was at 30, and then it would have made it 31. And the Chiefs were at 35. So if they got it, then they would have been a field goal away, which is okay, a good yeah. idea. But, like, it didn't make any sense because if the – it, I don't know. It just put them in a bad position, I feel like. And I just think it's kind of gone out of hand. Like, I think more so than the two-point conversions is the, <clears throat> the fourth down, you know – Fourth down attempts. Dude, yeah. Teams are going for fourth down a lot, a lot lately. And it's all because of those, you know, analytics, those numbers, you know, the you have a higher odd of higher odds of scoring if you go for it here. I, I love think. it though. I think yeah, I think it makes it more entertaining, more exciting. I love it though. If it's inside fourth and five and you're over the 50, yeah, hundred percent Yeah, you have to go for that. Yeah. I think so. I have seen some bullshit ones like we talked about the Bears on Sunday night football two weeks ago. Um, where they went on it fourth and 15. It's like, okay, dude, like obviously Andy Dalton's not going to make that fourth and 15 play happen. Hey, but don't sleep on Andy, bro. Don't sleep on Andy. I'm sleeping on him. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, it's some of it, some of it, sometimes they do. It's a little ridiculous, but for the most part, like I love it. It makes the game more exciting. Um, Cause there's nothing more boring than a punt. Yeah. yeah I'm sure punters would disagree. Dude, actually, fuck being a backup quarterback. That's the best job in the NFL. A punter, you just go uh, on and kick. Because if you fuck up, like that's the biggest fuck up you can make. Because you're not supposed to fuck up special teams. Special teams have to be meticulous. All right, correction. Backup punter. Boom. What? Not <laughs> all you job? have to do. All you have to do in practice is just fucking kick ball. I'm sure NFL teams have backup punters. 
They have training in training camp. Yeah, they'll pull another guy off the street. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I don't know. That'd be sick. I would. I would love to be that. Um. Well, my last talking point we kind of already covered, but it was just simply the officiating is fucking terrible. Um, yep. There's not really much else to touch on that. Just the taunting calls and all that. And then uh, one thing I want to bring up too, I tweeted it, is what's up with all these home teams wearing white? Have you noticed that? Yeah, but so I saw that tweet too. And I've, I mean, that's that's been a thing for like five years now, I think. It's happened. It's happening more and more, but I feel like it's happened this year more than it ever has. Like I counted up, I think, at least half about half the league week one home teams wore white that is true it has become more and more as the years have gone on yeah because the Bengals, even the Bengals were wearing white and they never used to wear white at home well they they had their color rush shit going on no actually they didn't they didn't wear their color rush they wore their uh their new white uniforms oh oh i was i was thinking of week one my bad yeah um no yeah it's great it's weird and then a lot of teams too are wearing the white jerseys with white pants a lot. Like the Lions wore white pants. That's my actually though, like my favorite look in all of football white helmet, white jersey, white pants, white cleats. I think it looks so cool on the field. I don't know why. Every yeah. time I play Madden, I go all, if I'm not using like a color rush jersey, I go all white every time. Yeah. As much as I hate Auburn, like I love their um, away set. Yeah, it does look pretty good. It's clean. It's clean. But or like the Bills, the Bills and the Dolphins when they were all white. Some yeah, Bills look really good. I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those uniforms are pretty. Some nice. of it looks awkward though when like the Falcons did it week one where they had that black helmet with all white. And that I think the Ravens too look pretty good in all white. Black yeah. helmet, all white. Um, the Lions look kind of. I don't know. It looks kind of clean, but then it looks kind of awkward because then like yeah, it's weird. You have like. Like the Raven or the Falcons look cool when they did it, and then you just had Matt Ryan just kind of hot trotting out there. I'm like, this guy looks like a fucking clown. Like he looks like, you know, one of those extras in in a Hallmark movie trying to be uh, a football player. Uh, yeah, that what's that? Set. What's that movie? The Replacements. That movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, it looks like one of those guys. <laughs> For sure. <clears throat> I don't mind it though. You know, like I don't. It's just nah. weird. It just nah, takes yeah. Used I just want to know what's up with it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, somebody, like, I need somebody to explain it to me. If you think about it, though, football is the only sport where the home team wears their color instead of white. Sure. Well, I guess except for like soccer, soccer doesn't fucking matter. They wear colors every game. It depends on their year. They get new jerseys every year. So like, yeah, it's gotten that way with basketball now, too. Yeah. yeah. But baseball, home team wears white. Yeah, I don't. The, I don't like baseball because the home team wears white and the away team wears gray. That's just. I love it. I don't like That's that. I'd rather them wearing colors. I don't know. But all right, um, what else is going on in the sports world? Let's see. Oh, college football that we have oh. neglected. Yeah, slightly, slightly. Wow. Yeah, a lot. A lot's been going on in college football. I mean, it's kind of weird to. Compare it with NFL because they're one week opposite of each other. Like NFL's in week two, college football's in week three. But it's looking pretty good so far. We had a, a few big games. The Alabama-Miami game this weekend was crazy. Like I never – yeah, oh, that's what I meant, Alabama-Florida. Yeah, I never thought that Florida would have had a chance. Um, 
But hey, after being down 21 to three in the first quarter, they fought back and were a two point conversion away from sending it to overtime, which is crazy. So props to Florida. Um, another big one too is the Penn State Auburn game. I really enjoyed watching that one. The the whiteout crowd atmosphere. It's so cool, dude. It's so cool. But no, nah, in in lieu of college football, we're we have a few uh, bold predictions per se after only three weeks into the season. So we're a fourth. Oh man, that makes me sad. We're already a quarter of the way into the college football season. Shit. There's only 12 games, bro. That shit's, ah, uh, makes me sad. But anyway, <clears throat> my first bold prediction is coming out of the group of five. I'm going Fresno state. The Bulldogs are going to make a new year's six bowl this year. They almost pulled off an upset in Oregon against the ducks which is the same Oregon team that beat Ohio State. And now they just went on the road and beat UCLA, who people we even talked about are probably Pac-12 contenders this year with Chip Kelly, the way they've looked. So Fresno State, don't discredit them just because they're in the group of five. They are a solid team right now. I think they're going to keep climbing the top 25 and find themselves in the New York Six Bowl. Their schedule is easy from here on out. So, Yeah. No, That's what yeah, I got. I, I agree. They kick ass. They're, they're, they're a fucking wagon in the group of five. Um, spe- I'll just go ahead and make my group of five pick two now. I think uh, BYU will make another um, playoff push this year. The best team out of the group of five, undoubtedly. Um, they beat Arizona and or Arizona State and Utah back-to-back. Yeah, um, dude, fucking give uh, BYU the Pac-12 championship already. <laughs> dude, Seriously. And uh, Jaron Hall is a dog, their quarterback. I don't think they missed a beat. He plays a lot like Zach Wilson, um, but I mean, he's pretty damn good. Although he did get hurt at the end of their game against Arizona State. Um, so, he, no, see. he does look pretty good, though. Yeah. You, yeah. I heard, though, you said that BYU is undoubtedly the best group of five team. What about Cincinnati, though? I think they're better than Cincinnati. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I, I do think BYU is underrated this year. Strictly because they lost Zach Wilson, everybody's overreacting a little bit. Um, they're, I think they're ranked number 15 now in the top 25, so they deserve it. Definitely should be up there. I don't know. I think it would, I think Cincinnati's probably just one step above them simply because of Desmond Ritter. Like, sure, Jaron Hall is, is Jaron Hall's good, but Desmond Ritter is a legit Heisman candidate, which is crazy for a group of five team. So I think they're definitely the top two, and then Fresno State is looking on over the edge right now or outside looking in yeah all right uh yeah Yeah, i got we mentioned the alabama game i have uh everybody's high on georgia especially after they beat clemson but after that florida performance after i saw what emory jones quarterback was capable of florida is going to come out of the sec east over georgia and they're going to have a rematch against bama in the sec championship game that's my bold prediction. I I know I've kind of been dogging Georgia all year a little bit, but I think Florida can come out of it. I, I think they, they're capable, even though they lost Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts. Emory Jones looks legit. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting because one of mine is that Georgia will make the college football playoff again. Oh, interesting. It's be okay. another double SEC year with Bama and Georgia because um, Georgia's defense is just ungodly. It is so fucking good, yeah. I don't know. I just – I don't want to see that happen. I would be upset. 
I think I think that's what we're going to because um, again, I'll just go back to back real quick since we're on the topic. Uh, I think that this is going to be another year where things shake up a little bit. We see some fresh faces. So uh, Ohio State looks like they're not going to make it. Um, Clemson's offense is god awful. So it looks like they're not going to make it. They're definitely going to win the ACC because there's yeah. no one else. Uh, exactly. But but they're they're looking pretty bad right now. Do they almost lost to Georgia Tech? Like this is this is like LSU five years before Joe Burrow offense bad, or even LSU last year after Joe Burrow. Yeah. So it's uh it's the hit the panic button Clemson and then Oklahoma too. Oklahoma has been struggling in games. They have been really tight. So who knows that they can make it out of the Big Twelve without too many um, scabs. So we'll see it. I think I think yeah. we're going to see some some new faces this year. They came away with a really close one. Yeah, all, a lot of the top teams have been struggling. Yeah, the Clemson game, they almost lost to Georgia Tech, the same Georgia Tech team that lost to Northern Illinois at home. So Clemson has a lot of question marks around them. I think mm-hmm. they still will win the ACC. Um, even though UNC is there, I, I don't think UNC is capable of it. Miami has looked like dog shit. Miami's not back. They're not back at all. I was back. completely wrong when I said Never that back. at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, I'm fully off the Miami bandwagon. Um, nah, but I think there will be some new faces as well, which is, you know, we're talking about bold predictions. I'm going as bold as you can get with this one. I think that Michigan, this is a two-parter, okay? So I think Michigan will beat Ohio State this year. And – Buck, so Ohio State has won 15 out of the last 16 matchups. It's been agony if you're a Wolverines fan. But Michigan looks different this year. They look really, really good, especially running the ball. Maybe their quarterback situation might hold them back a bit. But they have 1,100 rushing yards and 15 rushing touchdowns through three games, which is they're averaging like 150 through the air. So that's insane. Their their run game is one of the best in the country right now. They're competing with those triple option guys like Army and Navy. Uh, I really like the Wolverines this year. I, I would like to say that Jim Harbaugh has finally found his rhythm here. I don't know. but And my second part to that is that Ohio State is not going to win the Big Ten. I think there's too much competition. Uh, Penn State looks pretty solid. Uh, Iowa especially. Iowa's defense is just... Iowa's defense might win them the Big Ten. It really might. So mm-hmm. Iowa's another team that I would look out for as a potential new face for the playoff. Michigan State, too. Yeah, Sparty. They came out of nowhere. He's looking really good. Yeah. Some people – Some people. I read an article today. It said that Michigan State's the best team in the state, better than UM. I, that, that's tough. I don't know. I would probably stick with UM for right now. But, I mean, hey, Michigan State looks really good against Miami. Yeah. But no, Big Ten's got some contenders this year for Ohio State. I I, I agree that um, Ohio State has a pretty good chance of being dethroned with the way that their defense looks this year. Yeah. Um, and even C.J. So Stroud has been somewhat questionable at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely pressures on on Iowa and Michigan and Michigan State to and Penn State to make some things happen because Penn State could be a dark horse CFP candidate for sure, especially after yeah. they beat Auburn. I mean, that's yeah. legit. It's a legit SEC team. They're not a very good SEC team, but like they usually, it's they're usually great win. Eight games every yeah, year. Yeah, it's a great win for your resume. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. 
Oh. Oh yeah, I guess is that all you got? That's that's um that's all I got. I got one more. I got a I'll I'll finish this off on college football is uh we were talking about Clemson, talking about the ACC a little bit and I think that when it's all said and done this year that the Pac-12 all around will be a better conference than the ACC, which is somewhat bold because the Pac-12 has been universally known as the bottom of the Power 5 conferences for like ever since there has been Power 5 conferences, but I think UNC is a little bit overrated from what I've seen from them. Uh, Miami looks like shit. Virginia Tech just got beat by West Virginia. Um, I don't know. I, I really think Clemson is their only, you know, star, and they may not even – they may lose two games this season. I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson lost again at this rate. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on this one because teams in the Pac-12 are pretty bad again this year. Like, their best team, Oregon – Outside of that, I mean, UCLA just lost to Fresno State. Arizona State lost to BYU. So did um, Utah, which was your pick to win the Pac-12. That's a Uh, non-conference game, though. USC is in in shambles. Um, USC. Yeah, God, USC. Well, they they just beat Washington State pretty resoundly. So they're just coaching situations is in shambles. That's just, though, I think they have so many more teams, though, that are in that conversation of top 25 being ranked. And, I mean, I'm always a Pac-12 hater, kind of. So, like, I don't know. I just think depth-wise, all around, like, sure, Clemson trumps a lot of it. But I, the ACC just doesn't really have anybody else besides UNC and Clemson this year. It will be a dogfight, though. We'll see. We'll see at the end of the year. We'll tie up the bowl game record. Yeah, that, that's a good way to do it. Or bowl game appearances, even. Bowl game appearances, bowl game Because yeah, the, the Pac-12 tends to beat, beat itself up a lot. Like they will lose to each other all the time. Whereas yeah. most conferences always have one team that comes away with zero losses oh, or one losses. They always have order. two. Yeah. Like in the SEC, there's a pecking order. In the Big Ten, there's a pecking order. ACC, same thing. Big 12, outside of Somewhat. Oklahoma, it, there's there's a definite, like, it's there's chaos. Yeah. Uh, that's So that's all we got so far for college football. Those are our early season bold predictions for the rest of the year. We'll uh, keep up with that and see how those pan out. But no, nah, it's been a pretty good year so far. I'm, I'm excited. I like it. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't complain. TCU right outside the top 25. Yeah. We're going to make it this week yeah. against um, you see SMU has been talking some shit, bro. SMU has been talking mad shit, bro. Online saying they're we're scared get, to play them and everything, dude. They're going to fucking, Oh my decked. God. They're about to lose by like at least twenty-four, bro. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Pony I is actually such a think dumb thing to say. It is so stupid, like, bro. Go frogs. It's simple, straight to the point. You know, you get it across. Pony up. What the fuck is that, bro? Well, even like our new one, frogs by ninety. Yeah, frogs by ninety makes way more sense. It's way better. Pony up. Yeah, what are they gonna say? Ponies by ninety? No, shut yeah. shut up. Ooh, go ponies. Like what? Oh, like what are you supposed to do? Go to a fucking eight-year-old's birthday party and f- like that's intimidating. Fuck. I remember uh, I was in like elementary school when this happened because I've been going to TCU games since I was a, a baby. And when I was in like elementary school, we beat SMU one year at home, and then the next day, like in the middle of the night, some of their football team like snuck into our stadium and 
burnt pony up into the field. <laughs> so like it was literally like there was just pony up faded in the grass for like the rest of the season. You could see it. Clowns. <clears throat> oh yeah, exactly. Now that's exactly as you hear Elijah saying the distance fucking pussies but <laughs> anyway if you don't really get that we go or Elijah graduated from TCU I go to TCU so gotta talk shit with SMU coming up this weekend but that that's all we got for college football we will make sure to keep up with that as the season goes on though you know we can't we got to show some love NFL definitely probably takes the crown at least with most of our audience but college football is where my my love for football began so of course we're gonna start we're gonna talk about that but uh, now to close out the episode, we won't dive into this too much, but I felt like this was relevant enough that we needed to talk about it. Um, basketball season is still a bit, bit a ways away, but Ben Simmons, huge news. We talked about this a few months ago, the Simmons situation, but Ben Simmons does not intend to play for the Philadelphia 76ers this season. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, the organ that, so he is not attending training camp coming up. And he's basically holding out, refusing to play for the teams. And the more I looked into it, basically the organization has sanctions to fine him. And they can even withhold his salary. Uh, Basically, he's trying to force his way out. He doesn't give a fuck about what the team wants. And so what's interesting about this whole thing, though, is that Ben Simmons, there are rumors right now that because the 76ers can fine Ben Simmons, he's going to purposely have surgery. And if he has surgery and hold, and can't play because of surgery, the team is incapable of finding him because of like a rules loophole. What? It's like the same thing that Kyrie oh, Irving yeah, no. threatened. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, Michael Thomas did a version of that, you know? Yeah, true. So, damn, that's crazy. What the hell pissed him off so much? Dude, probably just because he sucked in the playoffs. That I was about to say, probably just because he was so bad, and then the organization like gave up on him. I, I mean, they did. The 76ers kind of gave up on him really fast. They made it very clear that they were trying to trade him and everything. And I don't think Simmons took too kindly to that. I don't know. I haven't he's been kind of quiet in the media. He didn't talk to the team since late August, so he, he hasn't like really been in the media. It sounds to me like he's butthurt. I mean most likely that is the case. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of getting I'm always on the player's side traditionally, but like man, I'm not with really this hard one. Too. It's been getting real hard too cuz it's just like fuck, man. Like this is a job. You get paid millions of dollars. And another thing too, if you hate it there so much and the thought of you wanting to leave this place that badly, we're going to pull some stunt like that. Why the fuck did you sign your $100 million five-year contract? You know what I mean? Bingo. Like, like, and I know things change. I, like, I, I'm sure things were different back then, but like, still, you know, if you sign that big-ass contract, like, you will be there. Yeah, you, you're going to be there. I mean, that's on you for signing that shit. Like, like, it's happened with Aaron Rodgers. It's happening with Deshaun outside of all the bullshit that's going on with him. You yeah. look at – he got mad because they hired – a GM without his consultation, the, the GM, not the head coach, the GM. And then he said, I'm never playing for you guys again. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So, which I was on his side, but now it's time for the most on, part. It's yeah. Like, it's kind of like, I would understand why you'd want to get away from Houston, but goddamn dude, you had the chance to get out, but then you signed that money. 
It's like, yeah, and like this, like this situation in particular seems kind of just like a mat. Like Ben Simmons is giving a double middle finger to the 76ers because if he does this surgery and he does hold out, the 76ers are going to be forced to trade him. But the thing is, now that other teams know the 76ers are forced to trade him, they're going to only offer him pennies and scraps. Oh, no. Yeah. Pennies on the dollar. And and Ben pennies Simmons wants that. Ben pennies. Simmons doesn't give a fuck about the 76ers. He doesn't want to help them in any way. At least that's what I've been gathering from, you know, everything in the media, what he said. Yeah. It seems I like mean, he really just wants to screw him over, kind of. You'd think with as big as his ego is looking right now that he'd want to go for a really big haul because he'd be like, well, I'm worth this many first round picks and this many pieces. I think even even with his lowered price tag right now, he's still going to be worth a decent buck. I've seen uh, the rumors right now for where he may end up, or at least the most likely landing spots, are the Cavaliers, the Raptors, the Timberwolves, and the Spurs. So I think the Spurs would be a really interesting spot for him with Greg Popovich. Uh, His style of play fits Pop's offense, you know, because he's a defensive guard. So... That would be interesting to see, but also the Cavs deal would be pretty crazy. I, I saw the the rumor would involve both Colin Sexton and Kevin Love and a first round pick just for Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. So that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, nah, man, with the Popovich thing, I feel like uh, he pop in terms of basketball. Yeah, but does Pop really want a guy that's doing this bullshit again? Does he want another Kawhi? A guy that could probably pull another Kawhi? I I see. I don't think Ben Simmons is at the superstar level of Kawhi to pull like, you know, to do this wherever he goes. He's doing it, but he's doing it right now. And if he thinks he can do it once, his Rich Paul is his agent. He could probably think he could do it again. Yeah, but I think it would be a bit of a different scenario if he signed with the Spurs because he would probably only sign like a one or two year deal at first, like probably a two year deal. He'd be on his remaining contract for sure, which I don't know how much time is left on it. Yeah, I don't know how that would work out. But definitely multiple years. Um, and he's super expensive. And he can't shoot. He can't shoot. Worth a damn. damn. Worth a damn. Yeah. He, so, he, if he shot a basketball from the three-point line into the ocean, he would miss the water. He would just hit the the one little droplet of sand that's I don't, out there. I don't know. Yeah. No, nah, he – it's it's a pretty annoying situation to look at athletes doing it. Like, I mean, Dame too. I think over the summer they asked him, he's like, I don't know what my future holds. It's like, dude, you signed a two hundred million dollar deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers. I hope you know what it holds. It's also after he said all this stuff about I want to build a championship team with Portland. I want to bring a a ring to the city of Portland. All this yeah. stuff, you know. I'm, I'm getting yeah. I'm getting kind of tired of guys doing this, man. I, I really am. Yeah, because I mean, I get it. It's a business. I get it. You got to get yours. You got to do what's best for you. But like you said earlier, you already did. This is your fucking job. Yeah, you you already you made it right. You this is your job now. You did it. And now you're unhappy. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, just I mean, in in those situations, I feel like be unhappy until you're done getting paid two hundred million dollars, and then you can go somewhere where you can be happy. <laughs> in terms of uh teams too like of where he's going to get traded i've heard that he has a list of teams where he will not go to be traded to and it's like like he'll refuse yeah and it's like Hmm. okay dude 
First, you're already hard to trade because you can't shoot a basketball and you cost. <laughs> you're very costly. And now you won't even go to teams that would be willing to trade for you. It's like, dude, you're ridiculous. Dude, I wonder. I guarantee there's probably already like photoshops out there of Ben Simmons in a Heat uniform. Miami Heat fans are ruthless, bro. I was about to say, I wonder if the Heat are trying to target him at all. I doubt it, I mean, though. probably they're on any name that comes available whatsoever. They usually are, yeah, but I don't like, think oh, so. Dude. After they got Kyle Lowry, I don't I don't think they're going to be looking for another point guard. I don't know, but... Yeah, uh, yeah we'll see what happens with Ben Simmons. I'm, I kind of want to see him... Uh, I would like the Cavs deal to go through because I would really want to see what Colin Sexton and Kevin Love could do in Philadelphia. I think if that deal went through, I think that would make the 76ers a lot better overall Mm -hmm. and it would build around Joel Embiid which is their goal and I think they would definitely be a championship contender if that happened Mm -hmm. yeah yeah now but that's that's uh our little little basketball snippet in this football episode um also coming up too yeah also coming up is a massive massive UFC card this weekend uh there's Five fights that could all be the main event, and they're all stacked into one card. It's going to be crazy this Saturday. We're going to go into a lot more detail on our next episode on Thursday. But for now, we're going to close out today's episode with Love It or Loathe It. All right. Um, I'll take the first four. All right, let's do it. Okay, so Tyler Jr. College quarterback named General Booty. Throws for 528 yards and eight touchdowns this weekend. So, I mean, clearly, how can I not love this one? Uh, His name, and this isn't a made-up name. This isn't a nickname. His literal legal name is General Booty. So that is an all-time top five quarterback name. That should be implemented to the Hall of Fame immediately. This guy fucks. Um, Yeah, this guy fucks, clearly. This guy fucks. Um, Love that, especially because he dropped for eight touchdowns in one game. So <laughs> love that. General Booty's going off. He's going D1. <laughs> Probably transferring shit. I hope he goes to Arizona State because he fucks. Dude, I might be going there for grad school. That's my number two. Have a good, that'd be I'd come said to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. All right. Salvador Perez breaks the single season record for home runs by a catcher. Um, I love this one. Uh, Salvi, he kind of, I don't want to say robbed, but he had a fantastic home run derby uh, outing. Salvi's one of those lovable guys in the MLB. So, you know, great. Not much to say about it, really. But, I mean, it's pretty cool seeing him break the record. So, good for him. Good for Salvi. All right. Uh, Joe Barrow throws three straight interceptions against the Bears after going 199 consecutive pass attempts without a pick. So I loathe this one. Uh, I I could not believe my eyes when I was watching this transpire. It just, it didn't seem real. I mean, like you said, 199 pass attempts without a pick and then three in a row. The first two were completely his fault. Third one was bullshit, but loathe it. Move on. Uh, uh, Tiger Woods comes out with his own personal NFT collection. Another athlete doing their NFTs. I love it. I actually tried to get in on the Tiger Woods NFT drop. Uh, but my my DraftKings fucking crashed and nothing would load. So I kind of just gave up because I assumed that I wouldn't be able to get one. But I'm big on the NFT space. I love NFTs. I'm a big believer in all things digital, crypto, all that kind of stuff. So I love seeing athletes get involved. Uh, it's pretty cool. Love it. 
All right. Switching gears now. First one we got for you is Broncos linebacker Nick Chubb will undergo ankle surgery and may come back later this year. Um, loathe it, but yeah, damn, that's a tough break. He just came back too because he was hurt last year. That is tough, dude. Especially because the Broncos D was looking pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. All right. Next is the Ryder Cup is this weekend. Yeah, I love this. So the Ryder Cup happens every other year. And U.S. is going for its third win in four tries. I'm very excited about it. Um, if you guys don't know what the Ryder Cup is, it's a golf tournament in between uh, U.S. versus Europe. And there's a lot of match play. And everyone loves match play. It's definitely electric to watch. Like the um, WGC Dell that happens here in Austin, actually, is one of the things that's looked forward to a lot. And so match play is just Super fun, must-watch TV. Definitely going to have my eye on it. Unfortunately, they play during football season, which kind of sucks. But I'll definitely um, have a, have an eye on it, like I said. All right. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more, too, on Thursday. Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more of a preview type thing. But in depth. next up, Rob Gronkowski says he does not watch film. Yeah, I love this. He said this on the Monday Night Manning. And um, – yeah, he's like, yeah, I watch film like when the coaches go through it, but like personally, no. And he just said that he asks Tom like, who's covering him and what route should he run? He doesn't like. That's the ultimate Gronk thing to do, just to be like, I, I don't do say. that. Like, the I ultimate caveman ball. mentality too. Yeah. Like, oh, I see ball, I go get ball. He told me where to run, I run there. Like that's the that's the USAA. I'm special Gronk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last but not least, now that we've seen them for two games, do you love or loathe the New Jersey numbers in the NFL? I loathe it. I loathe it. I don't like it. I thought I would. I thought it was going to be cool. But anytime I see a running back with a single-digit number, it just freak, It phases me out, man. I don't like it. Like I, I've gotten used to it in college just because it's college. But seeing it with NFL, it just doesn't look right. Also, too, like I saw a highlight. And I couldn't tell or if it was a DB or an offensive uh, wide receiver making a play because he had like six or something like that. And I was like, ah, shit. That is annoying because I wanted to know who made the play, but I couldn't because of the, the numbers thing. Yeah, it has um, is, is been a taken a bit of adjusting, uh, getting used to. Because I remember in the first game of the season even with Buccaneers-Cowboys – I was like, who the hell are they giving the ball to? Who's this number seven guy? Turns out Fournette went back to his old number. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Nah, I'm honestly, like, I was making fun of Tom Brady for being all butthurt about it. Now I'm on his side. Like, you know what? (laughs) I can't can't pick out the fucking linebacker either, Tom. Like, you know, like, this is bullshit. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Not a lot of players change, though, you know? Like, it it really is kind of subtle. I feel like I feel like it's been a bunch. Really, I've only had like I don't know. I see like three. Maybe it's just like not on the Bengals. Uh, yeah, maybe. When yeah. I, I mean, like Buda Baker, Buda Baker see, changed too. I'll see like five guys on the field at once that had the single digit. Five to six guys, easy. I don't know. I like the freedom for the players, but it's just it has been weird getting used it's to been it. Weird. It's been weird. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all we got for today's episode. 
football, football, more football, and a little bit of Ben Simmons mixed in there. So if you guys were watching this whole time, as always, we really appreciate you. Stay on the lookout. Got another episode coming this Thursday. We're going to be talking about UFC, you know, previewing Thursday Night Football, talking about the Ryder Cup, a lot going on this week in the world of sports. So stay on the lookout. You know, if you want, you can always turn on uh, GTD Sports notifications and social media. Um, but that's, that's all we got for you. So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you all same time, same place on Thursday.